Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. Today, joined in the studio with Satbir Kar Khalsa, president of the Culture of Peace Alliance, as well as Hannes Latham from Chapter 13, the Tucson Chapter for Veterans for Peace, joining together uh, to co-sponsor an event. They're going to be showing the film Joyeux Nouveau, it tells the story of the 1914 Christmas truce during World War One. This movie is going to be shown uh, on Sunday, December the 21st, from 1 to 4 p.m. at the University Medical Center Duval Auditorium, which is at 1501 North Campbell. Movie is free. We do ask for donations if people feel. Uh, after they leave that they're, or when they've finished seeing the film that it's worthwhile. But uh, if people don't have the money, we want them to come anyway. The movie is an incredibly thought-provoking movie. And the reason we are sponsoring it, uh, Veterans for Peace, if you, if you don't mind, I just want to read our statement of purpose because it it ties in with why we're doing this. Our statement of, of purpose for Veterans for Peace is, we, having dutifully served our nation, do hereby affirm our greater responsibility to serve the cause of world peace. To this end, we will work with others, one, to increase public awareness of the costs of war, two, to restrain our government from intervening overtly and covertly in the internal affairs of other nations, three, to end the arms race and to reduce and eventually eliminate nuclear weapons, four, to seek justice for veterans and victims of war, and five, to abolish war as an instrument of national policy. And to achieve these goals, members of Veterans for Peace pledge to use nonviolent means and to maintain an organization that is both democratic and open with the understanding that all members are trusted to act in the best interests of the group for the larger purpose of world peace. Uh, the way this movie ties in, it is very, very thought-provoking. It's a 100 years old. It goes back to the horrible conditions in the war in France, in the trenches, where the Germans were just a few yards away from the, the, the English and the Scotch and the French and other, quote, allied troops. The movie features Scotch um, uh, French and German uh, uh, soldiers in that particular area. But as you said, it's about how a German started singing Silent Night, uh, Stille Nacht, and uh, after uh, he finished singing, uh, the Scotch bagpipes started playing the same song. So I'm not going to say anything else about the movie. It's it's an excellent movie. It's a first-class motion picture with great acting and 
in production and so forth. So please, if you're if you can align in any way with our statement of purpose, we invite you to come to the university on uh, on December the 21st and enjoy this film. And if you're interested in becoming a member of Veterans for Peace, uh, we'd love to have you do that as well. Hannes, thank you so much. This is Sat Beer now. I'm with the Culture of Peace Alliance, um, and we were delighted when we got a call from one of your members asking us if we wanted to help support uh, the showing of the film. Um, I think that celebrating the 100th, not celebrating, that's the wrong, um, honoring the 100th year anniversary of this sort of spontaneous truce that happened in this small place on the on the front lines, the Western front lines during World War One, And the war had just started in that summer. It was barely underway. And, um, and I can't wait for the dialogue that's going to happen after the film. I've been asked to facilitate that dialogue. And we hope a lot of people come. So everyone won't get a chance to speak, but we'll hope we'll have a way for people to put forth their ideas. The film is about two hours long. Mm-hmm. We have about an hour for the dialogue. So a lot of people will get get to talk. We'll have some suggested, you know, questions, um, but people will be able to speak their minds as well. For me, for instance, one thing that struck me about the movie was that one of the things that helped them to be able to even establish this truce was that they were close. They were close enough that they could hear and see each other, and they also had a common bank background in music around Christmas. That's a disadvantage to to wars today where things are done from computers and in the air and you can't you're not as close to people um, except for the ground troops. Sometimes the ground troops are. So I think there's less potential for these kind of <clears throat> truces to happen between people and I think that is an interesting point that we'll get I hope we'll get to discuss. The Culture of Peace Alliance is a 10-year-old nonprofit 501c3 here in Tucson that started here in Tucson and stays here in Tucson. We are concerned with promoting peace, justice, and sustainability by creating and supporting peace-inspiring projects and events that model cooperative decision-making and alliance-building. We have a a unique kind of structure where we work by a consensus and we our coordinating council is which what, what we call our board of directors is made up of representatives from the different affiliates that are part of the culture of peace alliance and benefit from its 501c3 we are definitely interested in showing the kind of films like Joyeux Noël is and promoting discussions that move people forward into thinking about and considering how their actions, how their thoughts, how their um, activism can move us more towards a peaceful world. We are going to follow up these discussions because we realize the, the discussions after a film like this is fairly brief and maybe not as in-depth as people might want to get. So one of the one of the affiliates of the Culture of Peace Alliance is Community Conversations. So on Tuesday, January 27th, we are hosting a community conversation that will allow us to deepen our discussion about the issues that might come out of watching a film like this. And that's in collaboration, again, with, with the Veterans for Peace 
and probably with the Center for Community Dialogue out of our family services. We don't have a place yet, but it, we know it'll start at 6.30 on Tuesday, January 27th. And to find out more about that, you can go to our website, uh, which is cultureofpeacealliance.org and find a, there's a, a button, contact us, and we'll get back to you about that. You're listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Joined in the studio today with Satbir Karkalsa from the Culture of Peace Alliance, as well as Hannes Latham, Chapter 13, the Tucson Chapter of Veterans for Peace. Satbir brings up a, an excellent point, and that is, uh, when you're really close and you can hear people talking and you can still connect that there are humanoids over there um, on the other side, it's much more difficult to terminate somebody's life than if uh, than if you never see them. And uh, I, drones are a particular uh, horrible way to... Uh, to carry on warfare because it's so impersonal. But I, I can remember, and I, I want to say to the listening audience, I joined the Army in 1963. This was just as a Cuban Missile Crisis was about to be settled, and uh, although we didn't know it, Vietnam was on the horizon. It was still referred to as Indochina. You know, that's how we were out of date. But one of the things that I, I am convinced of, and I belong to other military uh, groups now, uh, but uh, I can remember when I joined the Army, I joined the Army because I was a peacemaker. I felt that going into the Army and serving my country, that this was the best thing that I could do as an able-bodied young man, and I, I volunteered in 1963, when everybody was running for the draft, um, I became a, a. I was a paratrooper. I was in special forces, the Green Berets, and one of the things that uh, it's kind of interesting, but I have here uh, the crest that we wore on our berets, and our motto was in Latin "De oppresso liber," freedom from oppression. And I actually felt that doing what I was doing was going to uh, help solve problems. Well, over time, I've had to go back and look at this thing that violence just perpetrates more violence, leads to more violence. It, it never, ever, ever solves a problem. And... Veterans for Peace invites all veterans to come and, and to our meetings and to join in and express their opinions. It is an open area, an open meeting, but uh, we, are, we do support our troops, but we don't support the people that start the wars. And uh, as a general in the Army, uh, Schmedley Butler, I think his name was, uh, he finally wrote a, a, a big book and became a speaker when about how he realized after he'd been in the Philippines and in Central America, you know, uh, propping up dictators and uh, and warlords that served the interest of big banana companies and coffee plantations and so forth, 
that he was an instrument a pawn in this in this game and he was really serving large corporations not not his country so we do make a di- distinction between our country and our government and my own personal feelings are that there's no high ground as far as democrats or republicans we've had wars during you know these all of these uh uh administrations but we have turned to war as an instrument of solving our our disputes and we can look back and see it didn't end with world war 1 or world war 2 or korea or vietnam or the current wars in Af- afghanistan and and it looks like we're going back into iraq and and what's happening in in syria so Nonviolence. I think Martin Luther King and Gandhi had it right. You know, the way if we really want our children to grow up uh, in a in a peaceful, uh, loving world, we need to we need to wise up. We need to educate ourselves. We need to to start looking at how we can do this nonviolently especially a nation who takes a, a lot of pride in our Judaic Christian background. And the rules are laid out for us if we just follow that technology. We haven't had the courage to do that. Uh, making peace is not for sissies, right, Sadbir? Absolutely, Hannes. As a matter of fact, one of Martin Luther King's principles of nonviolence uh, is that uh, nonviolence is a way of life for courageous people. And definitely um, also that idea of violence only perpetrates violence, that there's no solution for violence within violence is also contained in in, um, the Kingian tradition of nonviolence. And we actually offer trainings through the Nonviolence Legacy Project, the Culture of Peace Alliance. Um, That's another one of our affiliates is the Nonviolence Legacy Project. And we offer uh, intro trainings to Kingian nonviolence as well. Um, so you can find the information, how to find out about our next trainings on our website as well. Again, it's uh, www.cultureofpeacealliance, all spelled out, dot org. I'm just really grateful for this chance to collaborate with the Veterans for Peace because, of course, um, I grew up in the I was <laughs> I grew up in the um, 60s. I was a teenager then, and I did I protested the Vietnam War. And yet I find it very ironic because I live in a country that has benefited from some of the work, some of the actions of our military. You know, um, there's a lot of things I take for granted. And it's sort of this ironic sort of dialectic in my own mind. And so I'm just really grateful for this opportunity to explore more about that ironic connection between peace here in, in the U.S. and our country. I love that that discrimination you have between country and government um, and what it means to send young men and now a lot of young women off to fight um, and die. You know. So I look forward to exploring this further. Well, okay. I think, again, the film is Joyeux Noel. It's showing on Sunday, December 21st at 1 p.m. at the Duval Auditorium at the University Medical Center. There's plenty of parking there. 
that's not an issue at all. It's a free film. Donations welcomed. Suggested donation is $10. There will be a discussion, a post-film discussion, that everyone is invited to participate in as well. The Veterans for Peace are reaching out to veterans from any war um, to come into their membership or at least come to a meeting um, and visit their website, veteransforpeace.org, and go to Chapter 13, which is the Tucson chapter. And you can also check out things on the Culture of Peace Alliance, www.cultureofpeacealliance.org website. It's interesting, uh, the the news for the past several days has just uh, been all about how the CIA uh, has deceived Everybody from uh, the president and the Bush administration, supposedly, and now the current president and Congress and the people of the United States with their use of torture and how they've tried to make it sound like that we've had the high ground throughout when indeed we've been using pain. We've been inflicting pain on humans many of them who were not even combatants. A lot of people were picked up and put in uh, in these prisons, uh, these rendered or renditions that our government secretly promoted. And we didn't want to bring those people here and torture them in this country because if the word got out, the people in this country would not stand for that. Uh, if people committed crimes against this country, they should be brought to justice through the courts and not through torture. And uh, so, uh, again, if you listening feel that that is a legitimate way to operate your life, uh, I might mention that our second uh, item in our statement of purpose, Veterans for Peace, is to restrain our government from intervening overtly and covertly in the internal affairs of other nations. So uh, it is a time. I'm glad that that this thing about the CIA has uh, surfaced and how they were operating. And I hope that uh, our nation, uh, our country, uh, that we will find a way to put an end to this for once and for all, and not allow our governments from time to time to start intervening uh, in in areas just so we can control their oil or what other resource or so that we can sell armaments. Uh, you know, there's a lot of money. It's probably our biggest export in this country, our, our armaments. And... Uh, it's something that we here in Tucson need to look at. You know, we make missiles that we send out on drones and submarines and everything. And and uh, we need to look and see are these weapons that we make here, which give us a very good lifestyle, contribute a lot of taxes to our 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 city. Are these weapons being used in a way that really promote peace, or, or are they cre- are we creating more and more enemies around the world with these drone strikes that are killing a lot of innocent people? 
So we hope to have a lively discussion, and we sure welcome everyone to this event. And Veterans for Peace does not have to be just for people who are veterans, families of veterans, uh, or people who are just interested and can align with our our purpose. We welcome them to, to come and join. You've been listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. My guests today have been Satbir Karkalsa, President of the Culture of Peace Alliance, and Hannah Slatham from Chapter 13 of the Tucson Chapter for Veterans for Peace. The two groups are getting together to show a screening of the movie Joyeux Noël that depicts the story of the 1914 Christmas truce, which took place during World War I between uh, the British and Scots and Allies and the Germans in France. Uh, Another component to this event on Sunday, December 21st to 1 p.m. at Duval Auditorium is that uh, local musician Eb Eberliner is going to be performing the song called Christmas in the Trenches, which was written by John McCutcheon. And it also uh, depicts that story of the 1914 Christmas truce. So I'm going to end the show today with that song. Thank you for listening. My name is Francis Tolliver I come from Liverpool Two years ago the war was waiting For me after school From Belgium on to Flanders To Germany to here I fought for king and country I loved dear It was Christmas in the trenches where the frost so bitter hung The frozen fields of France were still No Christmas song was sung Our families back in England Were toasting us that day The brave and glorious lads so far away I was lying with my messmate rocky ground when across the field of battle came the most peculiar sound says I now listen up my boys each soldier strained to hear as one young German voice sang out so clear he's singing bloody well you know my partner says to me One by one, each German voice joined in in harmony. The cannons rested silent, the gas cloud rolled no more. As Christmas brought us respite from the war. As soon as they had finished, an irreverent pause was spent. God rest ye merry gentlemen Struck up some lads from Kent The next they sang was Stille Nacht To silence as I And in two tongues one song Filled up that sky There's someone coming towards us The front line sentry cried 
our sights were fixed on one lone figure coming from their side. His truce flag like a Christmas star shone on that plain so bright as he bravely strode on on into the night. Soon one by one on either side strode into no man's land with neither gun nor bayonet. We met there hand to hand. We shared some secret brandy and we wished each other well. And in a flaring soccer game, we gave them hell. We traded chocolates, cigarettes, showed photographs from home. These sons and fathers far away from families of their own. Young Sanders played his squeeze box. They had a violin. This curious and unlikely band of men. Daylight stole upon us, and France was France once more. With sad farewells, we each began to settle back to war. But the question haunted every heart that lived that wondrous night. Whose family have I fixed within my sights? Christmas in the trenches. Where the frost so bitter hung, the frozen fields of France were warm as Christmas songs were sung. And the walls they built between us to exact the work of war crumbled and were gone forevermore. My name is Francis Tolliver. In Liverpool I dwell. Christmas comes since World War One. I've learned a lesson well that the one who call the shots won't be among the dead and lame. And on each end of the rifle, we're the same. 